Hello and welcome to Hotline Offline. I'm your host, Esther Choi. I'm a chef who's worked in numerous kitchens and currently running several of my own. And throughout it all, I've gotten a lot of practice at problem solving in the kitchen and answering burning questions. In my mind, there's really nothing better than waking up to the smell of freshly brewed coffee on a beautiful morning. And of course, pairing that with a delicious homemade breakfast. But even I get caught up in life sometimes. And like today, we'll just have a couple cups of coffee and call it breakfast. Lucky for me, I got to speak with Jesse Sparks, host of the upcoming The One Recipe podcast from APM Studios, who knows a thing or two about a fantastic breakfast. We spoke about ways to make a homemade breakfast a little less daunting on a busy day and ways to zhuzh it up a bit when you have time. Let's get into it. Jesse, it's so great to meet you and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Esther. It's so great to be here. And you are actually hosting a new show as well, right? Yes, I am. I'm hosting The One Recipe, in which uh, every week I'll talk to a different food personality about the one recipe that they always fall back on, the one that they can't stop thinking about, the one that they just adore. So it's just another way to geek out about food. <laughs> so today's topic, we're talking all things breakfast, which I think is perhaps one of the most important meals of the day. It sets the tone for the day that you're going to have. And I feel like even for someone who's kind of like a newbie at cooking, breakfast is something that you can start with because it, you know, the techniques are a little easier. It's something quick and it's like less intimidating. Absolutely. Jesse, tell me, are you like a breakfast person? Oh my gosh, I am a breakfast person. Uh, breakfast, brunch, any excuse to have any meal earlier in the morning, I'm always going to do it. Um, just because it's just a nice way to start the day. You get a chance to just pause, catch your breath, re kind of focus, and then ease into the rest of the day. So that's one of my favorite things about it. And also growing up, like my family, we had, I have two older siblings. <laughs> my parents were both running around. We were all way too involved in way too many like <laughs> extracurricular activities and everything. So it always felt like breakfast was the one time we could all just kind of sit down <laughs> put down the keys, put down the the shoes and the baseball bats and whatever we were going and just be together. So ever since then. I love the idea of, you know, starting the morning early, like with your family as a group. So, you know, you can obviously starting it out off with like great energy. Oh, absolutely. How does your morning start out now? There was a period during the pandemic where I was very much one of those people who was just like, wake up and go like, wake up. OK, make coffee. I got to got to do the pour over. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I'm losing the fun of why I love this in the first place. So let me just pause. Let me just, again, take the keys out of the ignition a little bit and just say, OK, what am I going to have for breakfast? What can I make that's going to make me feel good? That's going to feel good as a process of just saying, okay, how can I just get out of my head before the day even starts, before the caffeine even hits and just say, today's going to be a good day. And I'm starting it with a great breakfast. And that's all that counts. Right, right. I, and I love that because I do feel like breakfast is not only the nutritional benefit, like what you need to start the day, but it's also kind of, you know, this ritual that you can create for yourself. Absolutely. So what do you think are some really great, like, make-ahead breakfast ideas? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. So first, I love a Spanish tortilla. I love a Spanish tortilla. Think about it like layers of, you know, thinly sliced potatoes and whatever vegetables that you just really, really love. 
showered in kind of beaten eggs and then it cooks together. It's kind of like a big frittata mm-hmm. um, or like a big hockey puck. And it's just such a nice way to be able to make sure that everyone's kind of getting a filling meal without having to chase everyone down and say, oh, like you didn't you didn't <laughs> get these potatoes or you didn't eat this or like without having to worry about, you know, prepping 19 different dishes just for one meal. It's a nice way that's all together. It's pretty compact. And then if people don't finish, cool, you can just wrap it up and throw it in the fridge. Is it baked? Yeah. Yeah. So there are a ton of different ways that you can do it. Some people will do it on the stovetop. Some people will put it into an oven safe pan Mm -hmm. or skillet and then throw it right into the oven. I am of the belief that, you know, whatever is easiest, whatever saves you the most stress, that is probably (laughs) the best way to go. So I love to just throw it into the oven and then let it cook evenly throughout. And then that way you're making sure that each layer of flavor is kind of building on top of each other mm-hmm. while also everything's just cooking in one pan. You don't have to worry about like scraping out 19 pans just because we all know like the kind of egg scramble where right. yeah, sure you're making scrambled eggs, but then you're also like scrambling to wash the pan because you need it for something else or you need this other skillet for the bacon. And then you're juggling all these things when instead it could just be so much easier. I do love the idea of like this one pan breakfast. I always see like these big cast iron skillets like filled with, you know, a lot of different things. And you can kind of like poach the eggs in there, too. And yeah, yeah, like these like one pan wonders. I I do feel like it's a great way to like prep ahead and make ahead and just like pop it in the oven. Oh, absolutely. Because then you're also not even having to worry about the after of breakfast right. you know you i feel like the sometimes is easy yeah <laughs> exactly exactly like that's the big trap about breakfast i love it to death <laughs> but it could be a little bit of a trap on the front end because mm-hmm. you're so worried about getting it perfect and getting everything finished on time that sometimes you forget to save yourself time afterwards to clean up and you know actually be able to do so with ease right uh, whether you're like running out to other family commitments or whether you're running out to like church or other obligations on like early mornings or meetings or work. It's just nice to be able to say like, Hey, this is the one kindness I can do for myself mm-hmm. while I'm also working so hard to be so kind to everyone else in my family and feeding everybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like that's a really great, like leftover breakfast type. Like you can kind of use whatever you have in your fridge and just like throw it in. Yeah, because it always makes sense. Like if you have like half an onion from another night or if you have some leftover broccolini, you can just chop that up really thin, just slice it really thin and then toss it in. Or you can even just caramelize onions and all of your veg before you even start really cooking the eggs Mm -hmm. yet. That way everything is going to at least soften up. It's going to get really tender. It's going to caramelize. And then that way, once that egg hits, it's going to cook that much more quickly And it's just going to be that much more flavorful, too. So it's a nice way of kind of doing yourself the favor (laughs) in the present and in the future. And then also knowing that you don't have to worry about things going bad in the fridge. I love it. And maybe these like breakfast items is that kind of a beautiful thing that you can make with everything. Yeah, it solves a lot of problems, which is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, how about this? Can people make their pancake or waffle batter a day in advance and then use it the next day. I okay, so this is going to get a little bit tricky, but I say yes, go for it. But my thing is like really really decide what your timelines are going to be, you know? You want to make sure that you're not going to 
make the batter and then put it in the fridge and then forget it because then it'll lose all its aeration. It'll end up being flat and kind of limp and like kind of soppy. Um, but what you want to do instead is just make sure that you're labeling everything, make sure that you have the timelines correct. And then that way, as soon as you wake up the next morning, you're either ready to make the pancakes then or you can make them the night before. And what you can even do is set them out to cool and then just line them either with small strips of parchment paper or paper towels, and then you can freeze them also. So that way you have a few different options, no matter what happens once they kind of thaw. (laughs) And once you're warming them up again, they're always just going to be just as tender and they're always going to last a little bit longer. You know, that way you're not as worried to say like, oh, well, now I have 45 pancakes. It's a nice way to get around that little hurdle. I love that idea because I feel like pancake batter is one of those things where you can only make it half a day in advance. Like the batter changes. Like pancake batter is one of those things like you whip up and you have to make it right away or else it kind of like alters. So maybe the idea of, you know, just making your pancakes the night before, like just make them all and then you can just reheat them. I think that's probably your best bet instead of like scrambling in the morning. You know, just it's yeah. just not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it because then you have an audience for when the first pancake inevitably burns <laughs> or like looks like some, you know, monstrosity come back to life. And but everyone's watching you and everyone's waiting for their pancake. Like you can't just, just make like two. Yeah. Just like everyone's <laughs> right? like, well, where's my pancake? But you know what I mean? Oh, it's just am, am I next? Am I next? You're yeah. like, oh, I, I love y'all. <laughs> Everyone will get a pancake eventually. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I and freezing is great, too, because, you know, maybe you make a huge batch, just make them all in advance, wrap them up individually and just like take them out as you need it. And that could be a quick like go to for you as well. And this especially works really well if you're entertaining, but you don't know when exactly people are going to show up. You know, like, I think that's a thing that growing up, I come from a long line of entertainers. So people would say, okay, come over to the Sparks, come over to the Watkins, come over to our house. And we're just going to make sure that everyone has some type of meal. Only issue with that (laughs) is, you know, there is the actual time and then there is the time that other people pull up. So people are uh, scattering in. Yeah. So people are typically coming in anywhere from like right on time to 30 minutes early to 30 minutes late. So freezing is just a nice solution that makes sure that everyone gets a hot meal as soon as they arrive. I I totally love that idea a lot. And also, you know, you see a lot of um, items in the supermarket, especially like pancakes or waffles that are done for you and you just pop them in the toaster oven. So it's the same idea. You're just making it yourself. Absolutely. How can I pre-shred my potatoes for hash browns without them oxidizing or turning brown overnight? Ooh, okay. Great question. Um, So I have two solutions. So the first one, as soon as you're shredding the potatoes, just throw them immediately into ice water. And then that way, they're not going to oxidize as quickly. They're going to still stay firm. They're not going to sog out or anything like that. And it's just a nice way of keeping them all kind of at the same oxidation level. Or you can also add a little bit of citric acid to the water as well. And that will also combat the oxidation. Not everyone just has like vitamin C or, or citric acid on hand. Um, so the ice is probably a little bit yeah, better. Right. And also make sure that you store it in that water also overnight. Yes. 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 And actually that helps with making the hash browns super crispy as well, because it takes out some of that starch overnight. Oh, absolutely. It's great. 
So no matter what happens, the potatoes that you're working with after the fact are always going to be much more ready to use for whatever your intended purpose. Right. And I I also feel like this is one of those things where you can make it the day ahead or overnight if you're entertaining and just like Absolutely. just make them all and then keep it in your fridge and then pop them in the oven. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you don't you're not like frying hash browns to order, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As much as I respect anyone who has that ability, when you are already like dealing with aunts and uncles like poking through all of your things, the last thing you want to be doing is just, you know, giving yourself another exactly. task. And I feel like entertaining at breakfast or like having a big group of people to feed at breakfast, like people don't understand that prepping ahead is so, so, so important. Because breakfast is one of those things where it's like quick to order, meaning everything will cook quick, but you also have like 20 different pans out there. Oh, yeah. The big deception about quick cooking breakfast is that they burn so quickly or like it's always just like a hair between perfectly done and way overdone and way underdone. You know, everyone has gotten at least one pancake in their lives where they're just like, ooh, this is (laughs) this was not ready. Um, Thank you so much. I will eat as much of it as I can. And uh, nobody wants nobody wants to be the person that has to give the burnt pancake. So this is the best way to just say, give yourself time, give yourself space. And no one will think more or less of you for not just frying to order. It really is okay Because at the end of the day, the whole purpose, the whole point is to get everyone fed and to be together. So as long as those two things are happening, I don't think anyone will complain too, too much. We'll be back with Jesse right after this. And we're back. One of our community members have asked, I have a lot of family visiting me soon, around 10 to 15 people. What's something that I can cook a lot of quickly that's a bit more exciting than a big batch of scrambled eggs? So first, I would recommend um, kind of playing the triangulation game. So if I'm ever entertaining and I know that I'm going to have a big family with a lot of different interests, instead of trying to tailor one meal for every (laughs) single person, I just think about the three big categories. So I try to do like a sour cream coffee cake. So that anyone who wants something sweet has something sweet on hand. I'll do my little Spanish tortilla like we talked about earlier as a way to just say, okay, here it is. If you don't like this, there's going to be one more thing. And then maybe that last thing can be like overnight oaks. But instead of just regular hot water, I steep them with tea and then am adding a little bit more cream so that I'm getting much more spice. I'm getting much more flavor and it's not necessarily as cold and stodgy, um, but it is going to be a little bit more like, okay, this is something that's actually rich. It's actually super comforting and it's actually kind of providing a compliment. And then I'll load that overnight oatmeal up with a bunch of fruit. That way we have the fruit, we have the sweet, we have the salty, we have, you know, all these different ways to spin every single ingredient and it still works all well together. I love that because your thought process is always about like, there's something for everybody. Like it it has to be kind of like a diverse meal because everyone's breakfast is always a little bit different, right? Like I don't eat sweet things for breakfast, but I know that everyone, there's a lot of people that love pancakes and waffles and coffee cake, things like that. I also love that idea of like one pan cooking, like we talked about before. 
using your sheet tray for everything. Do fried eggs on the sheet pan. You could do like 10 at the same time. Or like doing like a whole sheet of bacon, you know, and you just pop it in your oven. Or like even using other dishes that aren't necessarily sheet trays as sheet trays. You know, like using a big casserole dish as maybe a receptacle for like a low-key shakshuka. You know, using some of those bigger kind of like loaf tins as ways to quickly like cook your bacon, but also preserve the grease so that you can use it in something else. You know, all these different kind of little hacks are ways that you can save the ingredients that you end up making yourself as a consequence of just like making that bacon or making the sausage. And then still being able to say like, at the end of the day, all of these dishes are still reinforcing each other. They're like self-reinforcing. So like you have the protein that's going to support the coffee cake or that's going to support that coffee. You have all these different options and it doesn't feel like you have to do one thing. You don't just have to do pancakes. You don't just have to do the waffles. And that's one of the best things about it. I love it. We kind of discriminated the single people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Single people. I love you. I am one. You You know, like I wake up in the morning and I have to eat breakfast myself and usually I'm running at the door. So for people like, you know, and it's not even, you know, maybe it's just like a couple and you don't have, you know, many people to cook for, but you need a quick breakfast to take with you or to grab something really fast. What are some great ideas for that? One thing that I also used to do when I was still living alone in Brooklyn was I would make large batches of breakfast blondies. So every year, uh, the recipe is on Bon Appetit, um, but every year I would just say, okay, I'm just going to, once a season, make a big tin of breakfast blondies, cut them up, put them in my freezer, and then pull them out one at a time whenever I needed a breakfast on the go. That way... I could heat up a blondie as quickly as it took me to like heat up the water for my coffee, um, have them together and then run out the door or even doing the same with English muffins as well. So that way it was not always something that was super sweet in the morning. Cause sometimes I'm like, yes, give me everything sweet ever. And then sometimes I'm just like, if I look at sugar, I'm gonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's in your breakfast blondie? Does it have like breakfast components in it? Yeah. So it's one of those Nice things where it's it leans a little bit more sweet, but it's not heavily sweetened. So it has walnuts. It has a mixture of just other nuts that are going to be much more filling. It's not going to just taste like candy or just sugar, um, which is always kind of the thing that just makes me crash in the middle of the morning. So it's one of those things that's just filling. It's nice. And I know that I can just toss it into a bag and throw it in my backpack on the way out the door. I love it. Um, Like having all those nuts gives you a lot of energy as well. So it, you know, helps you sustain the morning. And speaking of which things like granola too, like that's something you make in advance and you can kind of like put it in a container and just, you know. Oh yeah. And then that's your toppings for your overnight oats. That's, you can just throw some cereal in it. You can just eat it dry. All of those are great options. So my breakfast philosophy is the best breakfast is whatever gives you the most opportunities to make the best decisions. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. We're really just focusing on what's going to make sure that everyone can have as good a time as possible with whatever food we have. 
So right. that way, it's a little bit less on just saying like, "Oh, well, we can't have X because so and so doesn't like X." When really, it's not. It's not about X. It's about saying, "Okay, what is going to make all of us happy? What's really going to sustain all of us? Not just only cater to one person's needs or one person's dietary interests." And there are ways to accommodate everyone without making it feel like they're responsible for carrying the burden of those accommodations too. Exactly. Here's a question from our community member. I've never been much of a breakfast person, and I think it's because I've always been focused on efficiency. My New Year's resolution is to spend more time for myself. And so I was wondering what are some great go-to Sunday morning brunches I can treat myself to? Ooh, great question. Okay, so I'm going to say something. Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning is just to make yourself a little breakfast taco bar. No matter what it is, like I feel like so often, and this may just be me, (laughs) but I feel like a lot of single people really feel like they don't get to have the same kind of extravagance or the same just intentional decision to just make the most of a meal. Why not turn that on its head? Why not take the time a night before to caramelize a batch of onions so that you always have caramelized onions in like a quart container in your fridge. And then that way, when you're ready on a Saturday morning, you can just wake up, scramble some eggs, you know, throw some tortillas right onto your gas stove or just cook them in a skillet on your electric stove top and then just make your own breakfast bar there and just take the time to say, okay, have I tried these combinations before? How do I really know what I actually genuinely like in my breakfast tacos? It's so, it's a little corny, but (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) It's amazing. And it's kind of like has this idea of like experimenting and doing different things. I like making it a ritual too, which is really nice. And some of my ideas were similar. Similar to yours, but it because it's like about kind of um, experimenting and finding out what you like. And I feel like something kind of cool is maybe thinking about going a little international, like maybe making something new that you've never tried for breakfast. And I feel like breakfast is one of those things where, you know, every country kind of has their own unique type of breakfast. Like you have like shakshuka, there's like kanji, you know, some people eat dumplings for breakfast, you know, rice and beans, Dutch baby. Like there's so many different types of breakfast. That's not just, you know, eggs or potatoes or a pancake, you know? Yep. Yeah. And like trying something new. I feel like breakfast is one of those things. That's probably uh, the most non-intimidating meal that you can try experimenting with. Absolutely. And the nice thing about it is like worst case scenario, if anything messes up, you still have two other meals for the rest of the day. So you have two more chances to get it right. You are doing great. Yeah. Your glass is half full. Oh, oh, wait. See, we know. We know. (laughs) Esther knows. Esther has the solutions. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, it's thinking about things that maybe didn't go the way you wanted to, but it's okay because you got the rest of the day. To figure it out. The point isn't perfection. It's just to try. And that's the most fun. It's no fun to try something for the first time and have it go perfectly to plan every single time. The point is to decide, okay, I like this. I don't like that. I want to try these new things. So let me just keep on thinking about what new things I can try the next time. You know, the point isn't to just have that out of the box kind of I'm having the same breakfast over and over again kind of thing. This is not the Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) 
we instead want to have, you know, whatever is going to fill you up that day. And that's allowed to change. Yeah, right. And, and Jesse, I think we're on the same wavelength of like breakfast is about energy. And anyway, it's about Absolutely. bringing in, you know, whatever you want to feel that day. And like who can like maybe you're eating like a leftover sandwich from the night before for breakfast. It's it's totally OK if that's what you feel like for that day. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. It's not necessarily about the meal itself so much as just saying like, OK, I'm going to be intentional about saying this is how I want my day to go. This is the type of energy that I want to have with everyone that I meet. So why not just start with me and take it to everyone else too? Jesse, thank you so much for joining me on Talking All Things Breakfast. It was so much fun and I feel like so energetic now already just from your energy. Jesse, best of luck on your new show. Thank you very much. Thanks so much to Jesse Sparks for joining us and thanks to all of you listeners for the incredible questions. This is the final episode of Hotline Offline Season 1. But while we gear up for Season 2, remember to leave me a message at 518-291-9877 with all of your burning questions. Looking forward to hearing from you. Hotline Offline is a Food 52 podcast and is produced by Coralie and Harry Sultan. Remember to follow so no question goes unanswered and no answer goes unheard. Bye.